Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. As you can imagine, Valentine's Day did not go well for Jerry this year. Don't be a Jerry. Make those you love feel special. simply about, if you'll throw that cover screen up, dealing with hurts. Because I believe in a relationship that is whole, complete, and loving, but can only take place when we ourselves are whole and complete and loving. I, 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 I want to express that because there's so many people that are, are, are dealing with hurt, walking around in hurt, and when you try to love out of hurt, how's that working for you? And, and, and the reality is, I, I, I would say that probably, oh, I'll get in trouble for this, but probably about 75% of people don't really fully grasp what love is. How many of that love is a, is a choice to begin with? And we'll get into that another time as we develop things. But this morning, I want to continue because last week, as I said, we started on a series that stated this. God can heal you everywhere. God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. Let's just put it straight out there. I don't care what area of life it is, what area of life you're in. Uh, whether it's, it's with your family, whether it's in finances, whether it's with your spouse. God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. Spiritually, emotionally, physically. He can heal you in your relationships. He is the one who heals the heart. The you beyond the physical you, okay? I'm talking about the spiritual you, the mental you, the, the, the emotional you. Do me a favor, turn to your, your neighbor and tell them there's more to you than meets the eye. Uh, my wife has told me that on several occasions, but... There's more to you, but, but okay, turn to them again and say, this is where you get complicated. Mm -hmm. Honestly, friend, let's be real again. That's truth. Oh, okay? And, and I say that because if the injured heart doesn't heal, you become more complicated, insecure, 
very sensitive, uh, fragile, thirsty, overreacting, overthinking, become very guarded. Why, why are you so quiet? <laughs> You'll imagine stuff. You'll think stuff. If there's not drama, you can make one. That's the kind of stuff that, oh yes you. That's the kind of stuff that I'm preaching now. Stay quiet. Yeah, I did. He was sitting by me in breakfast yesterday. I gave it to him. You know, breakfast that is. Anyways, but see, here's the thing. The kind of injury I'm talking about this morning is the injury that can do us eternal, in internal hurts. That's the kind of stuff injury can do to you. I, I don't know about you, but I want to declare it this morning that I have made up my mind. I want to be as uncomplicated as possible. I, I want uncomplicated relationships. Hello? Hey, hey, the best relationships are the ones that aren't complicated. You, you don't always have to explain yourself or be wondering if you hurt somebody's feelings. Can, can we just be set free? Can, can we not be healed? Can, can we not all work at being whole so that we don't have all those extra complications? Let me just say it again. God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. Let me, let me remind you of Psalm 147. It says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I, 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 I love that. In Luke 4, Jesus shares his mission statement that, that, and says, you know, basically heaven sent me. He, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus also said in John 14, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Look, it's not like the world gives. And when he makes this statement, I love it at the beginning of that chapter, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. To me, that is so empowering. It's, it's not a matter of him making my I, I can, I can say, my heart is not going to be troubled. I make that choice. I make that decision. He's saying, do not let your heart. It's a, he, says, he says it as if we have the power to do it. To not allow our, our heart, to not allow our heart to be troubled, to be full of anxiety. And then he says this, do not be afraid. Again, as if we have that power. What I want you to understand this morning about what I just said is that he is actually saying what is truth. 
And whenever our ability stops, he has a way of picking things up. And when we do our best, the best we can, God does the rest that we cannot. But the reason I say this is because our first thing is a choice. We have to make the decision. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the one making the choice. <laughs> Some of you weren't very excited about turning to your neighbor to say that. Now I can see. We need healing in the room. This is a... So today I do. I want to speak to you about what we started last week, which is called the pattern. Everybody say the word pattern. Exactly, thank you. Pain, remember, is it, it, the pattern in your pain and the pattern in your healing is what I want to refer to this morning. The, the, the pattern in your pain and the pattern in your healing. We just started this last week, so let me recapitulate on this one phrase one more time because I think it's important that we remember the choices that we're making, and that is that pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. Pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. No one who is hurt has to stay hurt. We were created to heal people physically, emotionally. God has already put the ability and the potential within us to be able to heal from our hurts. Look, there's a story in the book of Acts in chapter 16 that I, I want to use as a premise for what we share here this morning. You'll remember the story, I'm sure, but the story is about two guys by the name of Paul and Silas who were prisoners in the early church. These guys have been going into towns and in cities with the message of Jesus. And as they did that, the haters hated. They became targets. They were attacked. And they were beaten with rods and they were thrown into prison. You might say it wasn't a very good day. They were victims of hate and of injustice. They were treated unfairly. They, they didn't deserve the pain that they were going through, that's for sure. But what I want you to do is focus with me for a minute. Take a look at this, Acts 16, verse 25, about midnight. Hear that, about midnight. Everybody see that phrase, about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God about midnight. What am I saying? In the place of their pain, by the way, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. What I want you to notice, and, and I call this very simply the counterintuitive nature of their response to pain. In other words, it, it wasn't a typical, predictable response. Hello? <laughs> how, how many, when you 
when you hit your thumb with a hammer, immediately go, nearer my God to thee. I would, I would think I was safe if I was to say that no one had ever sang songs of worship in that prison before. It, it's not how you would normally or even naturally respond to a day of hurts and, and, and pain and abuse and being shouted and screamed at and belittled. Hello? I mean, some of you come home from work, right? I'm sure you weren't singing praise and worship in the car with the kind of day you had. Nope, you were just looking for that dog to kick when you got home, right? Look, with Paul and Silas, this is not the intuitive response. Listen, listen very carefully. The reason the people stay hurt is that most people respond to the hurt by doing something that feels like the right and the natural response. And, and, and honestly, that's what I'm referring to today as the pattern of pain. They, they're doing something that feels like the right and the natural response because it feels normal. It feels natural. It, it's what any other person would do. But when we do it, it brings us what? The opposite results than what we desired. The, the pattern of pain is, is, is instinctive, it's intuitive, it's human, it's natural, but it doesn't bring healing to our lives. It's, it's like anger doesn't bring healing. And blaming doesn't bring healing. That's our normal human, you know, like we would say, I'm just human. Hello? You know, you can, you can get upset with me, but I'm just human. Well, that's how we would defend our behavior. And, and listen, shutting down emotionally doesn't bring healing. That kind of intuitive nature response is, is, is in fact, a, a, it's like a domino effect that's literally going to, if it's not already, creating more pain. It piles hurt on top of hurt, on top of hurt, on top of hurt, on top of hurt. That's exactly what it does. Children feel hurt by a father and, and they say they want to hurt back. And it creates hurt on top of hurt, on top of hurt. We watched, we watched the news. And we watch hate in action all around America today. And we're like, what's going on? People are crazy. What is it? It's hurt on top of hurt on top of hurt. On and, 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 and it's instinctive. It's intuitive. It's justified in our minds. And then it becomes generational. Hello. This is about healing the heart this morning, friend. And, and let me just be right out truthful with you. Just talking about the wrong and the injustice doesn't bring about healing. 
Cursing doesn't bring healing. And being bitter doesn't bring healing. Being vindictive does not bring healing. It's so quiet in here. Listen. What brings healing is the counterintuitive decision. Say that with me. Counterintuitive decision. See, you can say those words. And, and, and understand what they what it's saying as, as well. Because when we engage in the pattern of healing, that's going to be counterintuitive to our nature. In essence, what I'm saying is singing in a prison at midnight in your pain is what creates an opportunity for God to work supernaturally and to do what we cannot do in the place of our pain. Okay, I'll repeat that. Singing in a prison. services. Look, singing in a prison at midnight in your pain is what creates an opportunity for God to work supernaturally and do what we cannot do in our pain. So what does that look like, Pastor? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. It looks like hands up when the heart's down. It's worship in the pain that brings healing. It's forgiveness when you want to strike back. That's what brings healing. It's seeing the good in the struggle that brings healing. You're saying, well, there's nothing good about this. Well, I can tell you that there is always something good in everything that is going on in our lives. In all things, God works for the good. And looking for and, 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 and locating good is, even in the whore, that is where healing can begin to happen. <laughs> Putting yourself out there to love like you've never been hurt is, is what I'm talking about when I refer to the pattern. I'm, I'm talking about the promises of God, friend. And that's what brings healing. How about confessing faith? That's what brings healing in self-affirmation. That's what brings healing. And I hope, you, I hope you know what I'm talking about there. Things like, I am strong. I am strong. Hey, friend, what does the Bible say? 
It says, let the weak say what? I am strong. And you know why? Because the person who is in a weakened condition begins to say the opposite of what they feel. Counterintuitive to what they're sensing or feeling when they begin to take the steps. They are counterintuitive steps with the words that begin to form from their mouth. Friend, I'm going to tell you what. You can think all you want in your head. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking. He can't. He's, he's not God. He's a fallen angel is what he is. He was in charge of the music. I ain't going to add anything to that either. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, he's not capable of reading your mind. Only God knows what you're thinking and the intents of your heart. So, 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 so when I say this, you know, don't worry about the thoughts up here. Watch what comes out of here. Because when I am getting this thought up here, that thought, darn it, you know, everything's falling apart, the hurt's coming in, I'm being attacked from every end, and I go, look what the Lord has done. The old devil's just going to go, huh? It doesn't make sense. Look, thing is, what I'm talking about is, is, is they begin with self-affirmation. And that's a pattern of healing. A pattern and strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Friend, it's what happens when you say yes to Jesus. Come on, believer. Quit just singing words when you worship him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Results. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the eyes of his glory and grace. They're not just words. They're a choice. They require action. Listen. What you're doing in doing this is interrupting the pattern of pain that has been in control of your choices. Yeah, friend, your choices have been being controlled by your pain. And you begin in, 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 by, by, by one moment of courage. You take a new pattern. You take a counterintuitive step towards a new pattern of, of healing in, in, in your own life. And, and the scars and the pains that are there are now scars that remind you that God is healing you. You know, scars are there. Things have happened. Hello? I'm not trying to say they haven't happened. They have happened. And there's a scar there, but the scar is there because you've been healed. And that you are being healed. I, I, I love that. There's a new pattern, a counterintuitive step. The past is behind, but the
future is a place of health, of wellness, and of wholeness. Can somebody say amen? amen. You know, a number of years ago in the winter like this, I know Darwin sympathizes with me because we've talked about our old our old injuries. Let's, let's call it it. But, but a tree had fallen in my front yard. My neighbor came over. We were picking it up. And it was kind of frozen in the ground. I planted my leg. And as I went to pick up, my, my foot was on ice. And it slipped out. And I did the acrobatic move that a person my age and size should never think about doing. <laughs> and what ended up happening is I tore my meniscus. And, and so, you know, when you got that, you're kind of walking like, you know, like Festus did on Gunsmoke. For those of you who know it, never mind. So, you know, you're, you're, it hurts. You're, you're limping around. You walk a certain way, so it hurts the least. Right? And, 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 and so I went to the, to the doc, and, and he said, yeah, let's have some, we did some tests and some pictures. said, yep. So we went through surgery, and he you know, went in there and worked like a, you know, a couple holes in my knee. I just look at the scars and say, I am holy, I am holy. <laughs> but I got done with the surgery, and guess what? Still hurt. So I'm still doing this, and I talk to him and say, well, what you need is therapy. <laughs> you have to go into therapy. And what happens is the therapist comes alongside of us, and what they do is they push us into a pattern of healing. They're, they're, they're pushing. And I'm saying, no. No. They're pushing, right? And I'm saying, ah! You're not a therapist, you're a terrorist. That's what you are. Well, let me say it this way. It, it's, it's about a pattern. It's about getting you out of the pattern of pain into a pattern of healing. Look, let's be real. Therapists aren't there to call you, but to get you well, period. And the way back to wellness is counterintuitive. The, the pattern of healing says that you got to do a different pattern then, then your mind and your eternal self is screaming at what you should be doing, right? It's, it's not about walking with that limp and taking a step at a time. No, it's about stretching it out. It's about doing what you should be doing. <laughs> there reaches a point where you know you're on your way. You cross that threat, you do something, and all of a sudden you realize it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm on my way. <laughs> and I just, I see, look, look, life is a contact sport. Amen? Yeah. And because of that, people have family hurts. People have boyfriend hurts. Girlfriend hurts. Wife hurts. Husband hurts. Church hurts. Church hurts. Church hurts. 
Well, God, I can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me this is I've never heard it before, and the graphic nature a lot of times of an injustice, right? Something that wasn't fair or something that someone said to them. An incident that happened maybe here or, or, or there and, 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 you know, about a church from an usher or maybe even a greeter. Hurts. It hurts. Hurt hurts. Amen? It, it's like the story of this, this cowboy I heard. And the cowboy, you know, had on his jeans and his cowboy hat and his, his, his coat with all of his flanges and his boots with spurs. And he came and he walked into the church. It's a very upscale kind of church. Everybody there was dressed in, in really impeccable ways. Suits, ties, dresses, no slacks. I mean, God forbid, shorts, you know. And, 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 and even the ushers were dressed in tuxedos. Ties. And he come in and sat down and plunked down on that chair. As you can imagine, he drew everybody's attention. And they're like, So, so afterwards, they went to the pastor. Pastor, did you see that? Did you snap or something? You, you need to talk to the pastor. You need to, you need to let them know. You, you need to talk to them about, you know, their dress. So he said, okay, okay, okay. So he goes over and talks to the man and says, uh, we're glad to have you with us here today, but I uh, need to let you know that um, the dress that, that you're dressed in, the, uh, it, it, it needs to be... Um, a little bit different. I, I, I would appreciate if, if you went home and, and you know thought about it, thought about what God would, matter of fact, pray about it. Pray about how God would have you dress coming here. Okay, Pastor, I understand, not a problem. So the next week, doors open, people are there, and here comes the cowboy one more time. In his cowboy hat, shirt, and his flanges, and his jeans, big belt buckle, you know? And it's and the cowboy, the whole kid caboodle. And he comes in and people are going, oh, 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 I thought, I thought, pastor, is you? So, so the pastor goes up to them and says, uh, did you go home and think about what we talked about? Yeah, yes, yes, pastor, I did. Uh, did, did, you, did you remember hearing me say about your, your, your outfit being different? Yes, pastor, I heard that. And, and did you do what I asked you to do? Yes, pastor, I, I, I prayed about it. Well, what did, what did God tell you? Well, he said, God said he didn't know either because he had never been to this church before. I need a drink on that. Please remember whatever church you go to, there's humanity. Look at your neighbor. Do they look human to you? Let me just say that again, it's life, Fred. It's a contact sport. Stuff gets done. Stuff gets said. We all get through this, this idea that, that, that we can 
do life. I mean, we can't just come up with the understanding that we can do life and not get hurt. You can't do life and not get hurt no more than you can play football and not have injuries. Because the longer you play, the fact is that you are going to suffer some kind of pain. <laughs> That's the way it is in, in life, which is why we need to know that he has come to heal the brokenhearted. That he has come to help us with our, when our spirit is crushed. Friend, go back to Paul and Silas. Look at the first scripture again and what happened in Acts 16, 26. When it, when it says about midnight, Paul and Silas, Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Grab that. And then it goes on to say from there that suddenly there was such an earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And, and at once all the doors just flew open and everyone's chains became loose. What I give you next, I'm hoping you will Write it down on other papers. Hang it someplace to remind yourself. But the end result is this. Hear these words, please. In essence, the prison could not hold prisoners no more. The prison, look, the prison could not hold prisoners no more. Something big started happening. It just didn't stop with two guys who began, to, who began to worship God in the midnight hour of their pain. The prison doors also opened. And the greatest part, I think, is that the jailer who was over and in charge of making sure that they stayed in the prison were so impacted by what happened and, and, and that he witnessed it that he went home and he got all his kids and family and aunts and uncles and cousins and got them to go back to a river somewhere close by and, and the whole house was baptized that night by Paul and Silas. Because I'm going to say this again, our healing is not just for us. Whenever you start saying, I'm not going here, I'm going here. Well, whenever you come to that place where you can go in this direction, right? And you say, I'm not going, I'm going. I feel like I've got this dance on or something. It's what my kids do. I'm going to hurt something if I keep it up. I told you I'm preaching. <laughs> Ushers. <laughs> when if you say, I, I, I'm stopping from going this direction, I'm not going here anymore. I'm going this way. I'll tell you again, our healings are not just for us. Our healings are for other people as well. And when you interrupt this pattern, 
The Holy Spirit comes alongside of you and, and, and you begin to choose this pattern. And, and with the Holy Spirit beside you, in your journey, alongside of you, it empowers us to empower others. You, you never know what God it, it will use your journey and, 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 and your breakthroughs to use you and your story to open up the doors of other people's prisons and pains and create an opportunity for healing in their lives just like Paul and Silas did. It wasn't just their prison doors that opened. It wasn't just their chains that were loosed. Every prisoner in that place, that prison could not hold prisoners any longer that day. How did that happen? Hands up when the heart's down. I don't know about you, but I, I don't like Praise. I don't want to praise when I'm hurting. I want to tell God how to deal with them. Hello? I want to, I want to place a phone call to, to my Uncle Benny. I, I want things to, I want them to hurt. That doesn't heal a thing, does it? And even if something happened, still not good. Talking about pattern. Pattern. Horatio Spafford, another name. Let me give you a little bit more history behind him. He was a prominent lawyer and a businessman who lived in Chicago in the 1800s. He had more than one traumatic incident happened in his life. The first was his loss of his two-year-old son in the massive Chicago fires of 1871. And the fire also destroyed a lot of the properties that he owned, impacting him severely financially. Two years later, he and his family had planned on going to a trip to Europe. And in the last minutes, he had a change of plans because he was delayed on business that had to do with zoning problems following the great Chicago fire with some of the properties that, that he owned there. So what does he do? He sends his family on ahead of him, his wife, his four girls. Plan was for him to come afterward and to meet up with him. And while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship that his family was on had had a collision that sank the boat and all of Spafford's children died. His wife's name was Anna. And she sent him a telegram that was only two words. It said, saved alone. Shortly after that, Spafford went to go meet his grieving wife and the ship that he was on passed near the waters where his daughters had died. It was in that moment that that same 
vicinity that created such great pain that he wrote the now famous hymn that has been the source of ongoing strength for millions of people. You know it. It's on your paper. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot. Now, wait right there. The next phrase says, that was taught me to say. That's our modern language of it. But the original song says, whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to know, to know, it is well, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul.
you humble yourself and you say, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this anymore. I want us to heal. You never know. You never know how moments like that can change the trajectory of your children's life. You'll never know if, 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 if you don't, if you're on this side, how bad it can be. And you'll never know if you begin to go counterintuitive how good it could really be. Friend, let me just put it this way. I want to keep talking about it over, you know, over and over on one side of, of this here, okay? I, I, I want to create this movement over here. I, I want us to, mm, it, it, it's, it's one thing that could send your life in the direction that you want, but on the same token, it could send your life in the direction you don't want it to go. But you never know if you change direction and start doing what doesn't feel easy to do in a moment in the place of pain, friend? You, you say things that you might not feel like. It's, 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 it is well with my soul. And it, mm, that's when my daughters die. Happy am I? No. You taught me, Lord, to say, it is well. You taught me to know that you are with me. You've taught me that you will never forsake me. You'll never know what God can do to take that pattern of healing and not only heal you, but allow it to serve to benefit the life and the healing of the health of other people. Last water. I really don't know what it contains. I don't know. How much it's actually holding, we measure things 8 ounce, 12, 16, 32. But, but you know, it's, it's not a problem. You know, if I hold on to this, I can carry it around with me. It only weighs so much, it's not that heavy, right? Well, let's say I start holding on to it for a day. It still weighs the same. But it's just become heavier. Five days, a couple months, heavy. But it only weighs so much. And I might be a baby about it, right? And, and what I'm carrying, I'm complaining to Kathy. I need you to make me some chicken noodle soup or something. You know what I'm saying? The weight hasn't changed, but it gets heavier. It's time to receive grace and health. It's time for a new pattern. We're committing to that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to turn around anymore. 
I'm not going back there. The past is not my future. Friend, that when I, and I'm going to say it again, I'm going to say it again. You know, we're going to hurt, right? No, I'm not a fatalist. That's just life. We're going to get hurt. But I know that God's grace is sufficient for me. And it might take me a couple days. It might even take me a month or so. And I might be a baby and complain about it. But my point is that when I get hurt, I will not stay hurt. I will get back up and with God's help, I will be healed. Because God has healing and he came to heal the brokenhearted and that includes me because he is my healer. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Give him praise. He's worthy. Stand with me this morning. Please play the song. I want to just remind us of the song this morning. Raise it up, Tom. Just fill this place.
my chains are gone. I've been set free.
friend, ultimately, the only one that can make that choice is you. Either to draw closer or to draw further away. So this morning, I want to invite you to a place of prayer around these altars. To know a pattern of healing. To know His presence. To know His touch. To come into His presence. For him to love me too much. As we sing that chorus again.